crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. We have a tremendous episode for you today. It is actually a rebroadcast of a webinar that I did for David Crothers and the Killing Commercial Community. Um, That webinar took place a week or so ago, and I just, you know, I was kind of on fire. I was a little hungover, and... um, just really loved the way the content came through. It was high energy. I think it was high value. We talked specifically about the video strategy, the very tactical video strategy that I've used twice now, once at the Murray Group and now at Rogue Risk in order to drive inbound, uh, you know, bottom of funnel leads into our agency and then, and this is the important part, the second half of the presentation or in this case this podcast is actually breaking down how you handle inbound leads separately from referrals. There's obviously a lot of odd contextual references and craziness that comes with um, doing a podcast at uh, 7 a.m. on the West Coast when you're an East Coaster and you're still jet lagged and, as I said, a little hungover. But I do think that uh, you will enjoy this episode. Uh, if you're taking notes, I think you'll learn a lot, specifically if you're looking to implement video into your agency. This is a uh, tremendously valuable in terms of just tactically rich content. I hope that you enjoy it. And uh, as always, guys, I love you for listening to this show. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the content, uh, the best way to support the show is just to, to share it, to share the show, you know, if it's on socials or with friends or whatever, uh, colleagues, um, more eyeballs, more or more eyeballs, no one's watching it, more, more ears on the show, just helps more people learn what we're doing, it helps more people get access to the great content, the great guests um, that we have, obviously no guests today, but I think uh, in general, just just more people engaging with the show is a very positive thing, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate any effort you have in uh, in helping grow the audience of the show. As always, been doing this for a long time, and and always enjoy, enjoy finding new listeners and helping new people, as well as all of you who've been listening forever, which I appreciate and love. Before we get there, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this show, Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M.com, P-O-D-I-U-M. Podium is uh, one of the best text message uh, software on the market, specifically for insurance agencies. We use them for web chat. We use them for uh, texting out Google reviews. We use them for texting out uh, surveys and all that kind of stuff to our clients. Um, And the reason we do that is they have a high deliverability, high response rate, and uh, easy to use, easy to track, easy to assign different text conversations to different team members. And uh, we've just become a big fan of Podium. And even though uh, the website software that we use, HubSpot, has their own baked-in kind of web chat feature, we choose to use Podium because it's just a better tool and um, we'll continue to use it. So uh, for all those reasons, hope you support Podium. I uh, also want to give a big shout-out to David Crothers, to the Killing Commercial community. Go to killingcommercial.com and just there's ways to subscribe for free just to be around like I think the newsletter and stuff that you get. And then obviously if you're looking to take your commercial insurance game to a whole nother level, there's all kinds of ways to get involved with the Killing Commercial community, both I think as there's like a light membership and then there's like a full membership and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, obviously Rogue Risk is a member 
of Killing Commercial, and we get our new producers in the in the system because they just learn so much. So I uh, highly recommend you engage with the Killing Commercial community. Also want to give a big shout out to uh, Rogue's parent company, SIA. Ch- some tremendous things coming down the pipe from SIA. Um, you know, the SIA of today, the, the larger network, all the master agencies, it is not the same network that you think of when you think of five years ago, which was was a, of incredible value um, uh, in and of itself. But um, Matt uh, Massiello and the leadership team, which I have now uh, become a part of and able to engage with and learn from, the things that are coming down the pipe from this organization, I think, are game-changing. It's a big part of the reason why I was willing to uh, sell Rogue Risk to uh, SIA, and I feel proud and honored that I get to be part of that leadership team and help drive uh, a, a very large organization, helping a lot of agencies into the future, so that we all can be better. I mean, um, you know, I, I think it was uh, IAOA and Nick Ayers that coined the phrase uh, "better together" in our industry, and I think that transcends just that organization. In general, we as a community, whether you're, you know, regardless of what network you're with, um, we're all better together. And if you choose. Um, SIA or, or one of the master agencies, uh, I don't think you're going to go wrong, guys. Um, i just a uh, big fan of what they're doing and uh, and excited to be part of continuing to build the future of that organization. You go to SIAA.com um, or just Google SIAA and you'll find a list of all the master agencies in your area and the benefits and all that kind of stuff. Um, just highly recommend that organization. All right, so with all that, let's get to this episode, guys. I think you're going to laugh. I think you're going to learn, and I hope, as always, that you are entertained, educated, and inspired. All right, let's do it. All right, I don't know how we could have had any better segue into Ryan Hanley than Marcus Sheridan, who stole Ryan Hanley's idea and made a lot of money off of it. And I hate to take your line right before you go on, man, but I know it's coming because you heard us talking (laughs) about Marcus. And every single time I hear us talk about Marcus, that's the same thing I hear. You know, you were doing this. I think a lot of us kind of were to a certain degree, but you had taken it to another level with your video content and how you were going to answer a hundred questions in a hundred days. I think that at this point has become legendary. Now we have people who are just absolute savages like Chris Green, who, you know, screw a hundred days. I'm going to do a hundred years worth of content and he's going to do it in two and a half days. You know, so anyhow, I, I don't need to introduce Ryan. Ryan's here to talk about video and get granular on how you can use video in your content creation. Because I think the one thing that a lot of us miss out on is just some of the basics, man. Some of the angles, some of the lighting things and all of that. And it's not things that you need to run out and buy a bunch of expensive equipment for. It's just, you don't even know what you should be doing. So with that being said, it's my great pleasure to introduce my good friend, founder of Rogue Risk, content creator extraordinaire, Mr. Ryan Hanley. Dude, it's so good to be here. Um, you know, it's funny coming in, coming in, uh, we'll call it coming in hot here. Um, out on the, I'm out on the West Coast. And uh, so if I sound a little scratchy, it's because my allergies are like off the chain. So I, I apologize for that. I have my, I have my um, what's your, your boy Chris Voss talks about the late night FM DJ voice. I have my late night FM DJ voice going. And um, so coming in and listening to you guys talk about Marcus Sheridan, talking about um, video strategy, they ask you answer. Um, you know, I always bust. So Marcus is, is like an all time buddy of mine. Um, so when I when I say he stole stole my 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 concept, that's 100 percent tongue in cheek. 
but we were doing something at the same time and we, and we were talking about it. And really that's how we met each other. And I'm not going to rehash the whole 100 days story um, because they can go back and listen to podcasts that I've done with you where I've, where I've broken that down. So if you're listening to this, you know, just, just go back and listen to episodes that I've done on, uh, on uh, the Power Producers podcast and, and get that story. What I want to talk about today is how I did it again and, and what you can do from what I'm doing today. Because when I, when I talk about the, the 100 days, 100 videos and 100 days story, you know, some of the feedback that I'll get is, well, Ryan, that was, that was 20, 2009, 2010, and the internet was different, and no one was doing it, and there was no competition, so, so obviously you came to the top. Well, the funny thing about that is, I literally just did it again in, 2000, in 2020, the same exact strategy, nothing different, even less sophisticated, and, um, you know, we have the most robust commercial lines, video content channel in the entire world. And uh, we've had it, we have it on YouTube. We've built out our own. If you go to wiki, wiki.rogris.com, we have um, a video library there as well that we, that's on our own property. And we use video every day in everything we do, not just to, to, to do video or to get some attention. We do it to, to, to write business. Like this is what, this is this, the, the strategy that I'm about to walk you through <clears throat> is what, um, is basically how we stayed afloat during the pandemic. Like I launched my agency Rogue Risk into the face of COVID seven days before COVID started. Like I was all dialed up to be a middle market producer. I was using the killing commercial process. I was going through all the, all the um, strategies, all the resources, all the email campaigns, all the outreach campaigns that David talks about in Killer Commercial. That was my whole thing. David can, can, can testify to this. Like I was ready. I had the folders. I was ready to go. Like this is what I was doing is I was going to be this digital middle market producer. And seven days in, COVID hits and the entire world shuts down. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically like in tears. I've put, you know, $40,000 of my own money into Rogue Risk and I got no, I'm dead on arrival. I'm, I have nothing. I have, I have no, no way to reach out to the people that I was going to target. So, you know, I did what anyone, what any good dummy does is I just went back to what I know. And I just started creating video and I created a video for small business. Cause they were the only things that were still open. Cause they were only things that, that, you know, the business owners still had to show up. They had to make money for themselves. And I just started creating video. So what we're going to talk about is literally it's exactly what I did to get Rogue to, to, you know, over 300 inbound organic leads a month. We don't pay a dollar in, in PPC. That's a lie. We do do a little tiny bit of retargeting today, but, but that's um, mostly for brand value. We do over 300 organic leads. People calling us, texting us, filling out our web chat or filling out a web form. We do over 300 inbound leads every single month. And this month, we're going to crack 750,000 in premium. So we are a very legit agency today. Uh, we've done it uh, kind of slow burn with the exact strategy that I'm going to describe to you. So, <clears throat> all right. So that's the preface. How do we do that? Well, we started with the largest, second largest search engine in the world that also doubles uh, <clears throat> with its big brother, Google, um, as an excellent source of organic search. So what I wanted to do was answer, you know, kind of they ask you answer, nothing, and do it with video in a way that I could duplicate over and over and over and over again 
so that when someone has a problem, they find us. All right, so there's gonna be two parts to this talk. There's gonna be, how do we actually create the video? And what does that look like? Where do we put it, right, very tactically? The second part of this talk is gonna be, what do we do when they actually call us or contact us? Because that's the piece that I think we're missing on as an industry. Now, I wanna be clear, <clears throat> this strategy works whether you're targeting small business, whether you're targeting personal lines, or whether you're tar targeting middle market. So I don't want you to think, well, Ryan, I don't do small business, so this doesn't work. Or, you know, we, we really only do middle market, you know, manufacturing, you know, light manufacturing. Okay, this strategy works, and I'll give you examples, regardless of what, where, what you're going after, what you want, um, where it is, what the size of the account is, it works. Now, your, the, your numbers were, will vary based on what your geographic region is, you know, who you're targeting, uh, all that. Every human uses the internet to find solutions to their problems. And I want you to keep that concept in your head. Your, your target market, the, 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 you know, if it's, if, it's, if it's small business, if it's middle market, if it's a specific industry, if it's a specific geographic region, all of them use the internet to solve their problems. And that's what we're trying to be. When we create video, we are trying to be solution providers. That is the whole crux of what we're doing. So, so so basically how we break it down is I use, I use a couple tools and I'll, I'll give you their names. You don't have to use these tools, right? You can use uh, free things. I use a paid tool. So there's a paid tool called AREFS, A-H-R-E-F-S. <clears throat> Actually, um, I see Chris Langell's name on this. Um, my man, Lan Gilly uh, is the one that introduced me to this tool, but uh, it's like 99 bucks a month. And what I do is I go in there and I start doing some searches around, um, you know, say the keywords of, of what I want to target. So let's say I want to target, um, I'm building, I'm currently building out this uh, food truck campaign. So I go in there and, and you can do this on Google too, and I'll explain it, but I, you type in food trucks and then I'll type in food truck insurance. I'll type in how to start a food truck. And what it does is it gives me all these variations on searches that people are doing on the internet. You can search by what they're searching in YouTube. You can search by what they're searching in Google and Bing and you know whatever, DuckDuckGo. Actually, I don't think they can do DuckDuckGo. But, you, and, and you've basically come up with a list of topics. And then I look, you know, I get to maybe like 20, 30 topics. And I start to think, okay, um, these kind of, there's some similarities here. And I try to break it down, just, this is just the way I work, into 10 videos. All right, what are 10 videos based on potential traffic, which is a number that it gives you, so potential searches, and, and similarities, things that I think I can package into one video. And I come up with 10 videos, and then uh, once, I have those, once I have those topics, I turn them into headlines for videos. So let's say, what is food truck insurance? How much does food truck insurance cost? What is the best food truck insurance? So let's say it's state-specific. Um, how to get food truck insurance in New York. Um, uh, you know, commercial auto insurance for food trucks. I'm just you know, making these up now. But so I come up with a list of 10 that I can hit. <clears throat> and then um, I'm going to batch record them. So when we record videos, because the recording part is where most people get stuck. And the recording part is the easiest part of producing video, right? So one of them, the all, when I do this live on stage, the, the most common questions, the most frequent questions are around how to record the video. 
do I need a Sony a seven three or is can't, you know, or what kind of, what kind of camera do I need? And you know, how do I, how do I set up a studio in my office? You don't need a freaking studio in your office. You don't need a $3,000 camera with a thousand dollar lens on it. Those things are nice. Don't get me wrong. And they make, they make the video look nice. Your, your, your consumers don't, don't care. They absolutely positively, without a doubt, do not give a crap about what equipment you use. Here's what they care about. They care that you are clear, that they can see you, and they care that they can hear you. And then after those two things, nothing else matters, right? You want to have a decent backdrop, like the backdrop I have behind me is terrible. I wouldn't use this one. I'd use something clean. You want to focus yourself, right? Like this, I'm at the Trop, which is not a nice hotel. Um, so mostly because all the techies at InsureTech Connect uh, bought up all the hotel rooms and the nice hotels. So I'm in this crappy hotel. But um, you want something clean. That's really the only thing that you want. Clean. And the reason you want something clean as a backdrop, um, like I have uh, this red curtain. Like if I were doing this in here, I would think about using this red curtain. Now, the lighting isn't set up properly. We're going to talk about that. But the reason I would think about using that, it's not even red. It's like a gross orange. <clears throat> it probably was red at one time. But again, I'm at the trap. Um, the reason you want something clean is because that focuses their attention on you. If you have a messy, if you have a, a busy background, then their attention starts to go, what's in your backdrop? You want them focused on you. Like David's thing is super cool, but it, like with the neon and all that, and I think it's dope for podcasts. And I think it's cool for, for the content that he creates for the killing commercial community. But if he was creating content for um, Florida Risk Partners, I would tell him, I, I would go with something simpler just because you want all their attention focused on you. You want, you want everything to, to kind of frame in on you. So that, exactly, that would be my, my, my exactly what I told them right before you came on. If you ever look at any content that I film that I want people to pay attention to, I'm in front of a plain gray screen, period. I don't want any distractions in the background or anything. So hundred percent on point. You just validated exactly what I told them about 20 minutes ago. Well, I, uh, I basically live to validate you, David. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my purpose around here. So, um, so, so, so yeah, so you want something clean. Now I've li literally, if you watch my videos, if you go onto YouTube and you watch the videos that I've done for Rogue Risk, you'll see, I use the same gray backdrop for almost every video. I've done a couple different backdrops, but basically I'd say 80 plus percent of my videos are this plain gray backdrop. That's it. Nothing sexy about it. It's just a plain gray backdrop. You don't need to have go buy on Amazon a, a, a backdrop with paper. I did that only because, you know, I'm a maniac and I, and I am a little more advanced at this, but I'm telling you, you don't need it. Find something that is relatively clean and simple, stand in front of it. Okay, so that's backdrop. For lighting, I'm gonna teach you guys how to be a lighting guru right now, okay? We're, we're going, we're, we're, we're making things. No, no one else is probably gonna move their computer while we talk in a shitty hotel room. So, okay, lighting. Everyone talks about, do I need a ring light? Do I need a lighting setup? You don't need any of that crap. Here's what you need. You need to stand in front of the sun. There's this big yellow ball that exists in the sky. And even when the clouds are out, it still creates an awful lot of light. So all I'm doing right now is standing in front of the window in my hotel and look how good I look. Now, I'm a handsome dude, so I can't help you if you're not as handsome as I am. But that, that was a joke too. Uh, you know, the, 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 the thing here is look at the lighting. My, the backdrop is, is darker, right? So even if, even though this is a crappy hotel room backdrop, 
look at, I'm lit. It is obvious that I am the center of whatever this is and your eyes are immediately drawn to me because the light is, is, is hitting me here, right? This is a terrible lighting job because you can't see me, right? This is awful. So you don't, so basically find the sun and stand in front of it. That's, that's the light. Now, if you want to get a light, that's cool. You know, it, like if you're using this curtain, I could turn on, say, this light over here, right? So now, if I were doing a video and I frame this a little better, right, you can kind of get the idea. There's a light in front of me here. I have this simple backdrop. I'm now the setup. Now, this light is awful and the backdrop is a curtain. But, you know, this is the idea for lighting. Now, here's the very last piece. The very last piece is audio. Now, again, I'm on the road, I'm at a hotel room, I'm using my, my Mac, so my, my audio isn't exactly on point. I'm sure Jenkins' audio sounded amazing with his deep voice, and he's got some hi-fi crazy microphone, which is, which is super. But um, all you don't, you just don't have an echo. That's all, you just don't have an echo. If you have an echo, do not produce the video. I see so many of you guys, the lighting looks great, you look great, the backdrop is perfect, you say awesome, important, valuable things. And then it sounds like this is, this is, and I can't, I'm like, it immediately turns me off. And I'm not the only one. I've watched this in YouTube, actual YouTube traffic results. When you have an echo in your video and there's, and there's studies that you can go just Google echo and video or whatever, you don't need to. It sounds awful and people leave. No one wants to hear you sit in an echoey room that, that they can't, they're, the whole time they're trying to figure out what you're saying because it's echoey and it's distracting and it keeps them. Have a crisp, clean audio. And all you need for a crisp, clean audio is a room that doesn't have an echo, right? So I'm talking into this, this curtain. This curtain is actually behind the screen on purpose to a certain extent because what it's doing is knocking down my audio and making it so this room isn't echoey. It, it may be a little bit, but it's, it's not too bad. It, they used wallpaper for some reason here. So that kind of knocks down, that kind of knocks down the echo as well, which I didn't know we were still doing wallpaper, but I guess we are. Um, but this wallpaper is probably the wallpaper when Frank Sinatra stayed in this room, that could be the case. So, um, so just don't have an echo. So have a clean, crisp background, have uh, lighting light in front of you and don't have an echo. That's all you need. And you can get all of it right here on your iPhone. Please, please, please do not, if you do not have an expensive camera, do not go out and buy an expensive camera until you've done 20, 30, 50 videos on this thing, on this thing right here. You, I, guys, the new cinematic mode that they have on these, on these phones, if you have an iPhone 13, let's see, it's called cinematic mode. You can probably see it right there. I don't use my, I haven't taken my Sony out in months, months and months. I use this for all my videos in cinematic mode, my iPhone. I, I, don't, I don't use a Sony anymore. I have a $3,000 camera with a $1,500 lens that I bought you know, years ago, and it's amazing, and I can take dope-ass video with it, and I haven't taken it out in probably six months because the cinematic mode on my camera does just as good a job. And what, what's crazy about it is when I first started doing videos with a cinematic mode, some, some people were, were sending me messages like, yo, bro, you get a new lens. Those videos look dope. And I'm like, yes, I did. It was the new every two Verizon upgrade on my, on my iPhone 13. And I don't take out the $5,000 in video camera equipment that I have in my bag. I just use my iPhone now with a $100 tripod. So you don't need it. Okay. 
have the lighting in front of you, have good crisp clean audio, which really just means being in a room that's not echoey and um, have, a, have, a, have a decent backdrop. Now you're ready to produce video, okay? The talking part should be easy for you. You're an insurance professional. You do this for a living. If you say, I don't like being on video, what I hear is, I don't like selling shit and I'm a wuss. That's what I hear. Like your excuse for you not being on camera is like a, you're an adult, suck it up, get it done. Like that, that's really my opinion in these days. I used to be like, oh, I get it guys. Like being on camera is tough and yeah, yeah. Nope, you're a wuss. I would use stronger language if I didn't want to, if I, if this wasn't like a recorded thing, do the freaking video. No one likes being on camera. I don't love being on camera. I can say something right now that could get me in trouble and I probably will. I don't like being on camera, but I do it because it drives business into my agency. That's why I do it. I don't do video because I love taking time out of my life to talk about insurance concepts into a freaking phone. I do it because it helps us put more prospects into our funnel, which helps my people write more business, which helps everyone in my organization make more money, including me. That's why I do it. So I don't care that you don't like being on video, just do it. All right, so now we're past that. So we've understood how to create a decent setup. We're gonna use our phones. If we don't already have a super nice camera, we're gonna use our phones to do the first 20 or 30 videos before we even consider something nicer. And what you're gonna find is that this is perfectly fine and you don't need anything nicer. Um, and you're gonna have a nice, a simple, clean setup that you can do that is repeatable, okay? So that's the last piece of kind of the setup video is a place that is repeatable. You want a place that you can just put a tripod up, have a backdrop and go. And the reason for that is if you have to pull all this garbage out and set it up every time, you're not going to do it. You're just simply not going to do it. You're going to get, you're going to, it's going to be like, oh, I got 10 other things to do. I got to make some calls. I got to pretend like I'm working. I'm going to follow up on email instead of doing video. You're going to make a bunch of excuses, which I understand, but it's not going to happen. So have a nice repeatable place that is simple to set up that in five minutes, you can be ready to produce video. And then when you produce that video, produce eight to 10 videos at a time. Now you can go even more if you're feeling froggy. I've just found that after eight to 10, sorry guys. Um, after eight to 10 videos, you kind of run out of steam. So, and you, you don't want like the last few videos for you to be kind of, um, maybe your, your voice starts to get scratchy. You don't have as much energy. You're not kind of um, putting, putting yourself out. You're, you're not really like putting energy into it. You're kind of just getting through it. No one wants to do business with someone who's just getting through it. So, um, you know, batch the videos because doing one at a time is terrible. And it's the number one mistake that I made when I was doing the 100 days thing is that I did one every day instead of doing 10 in a day and then just scheduling them out and then, um, and, and batch 10. Okay. So we have our, we have our 10 titles. We're going to talk to them and I'm going to talk just briefly how we, how we talk through content. Um, we have our 10 titles. We know how to create video, right? Very simple. Uh, we know we're going to create a, uh, a place in our office or in our home that we can, you know, is repeatable, consistent. There's also some brand value there, right? If it looks the same, if every video looks the same, they know it's you. They know that if they see you on YouTube or they see you on Google, and then they see another video from you, they, they know to watch that. Then you're building trust. You're building a brand appreciation. Um, you're going to batch your videos. You're going to do eight to 10 at a time. To, to make sure that you that you get that many done and then you can schedule them out over weeks or months. Um, and 
uh, the, the last thing we're going to do is talk about how we templateize our videos. Okay. So once, Hey Ryan, real quick, about, uh, inbound when, when people actually call us real so, quick, before you get into that, Ryan, I did have somebody come in and Q and a and ask about your process from getting the video from your phone to where you can edit it. Do you have any, any tricks for doing that? Because they thought it would be easier to overlay and edit uh, doing with their iPhone last week in ran into some headaches. I can tell you my answer was I just simply email the iCloud, iCloud link to myself so I can download it and edit in Premiere. So I'm all ears for if you have something easy, easier as well. What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, I would love for you to subscribe, share, comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, etc. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales, the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business, but they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show, subscribe if you're not subscribed, and I'd love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments, or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show, and I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I do creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. You uh, you broke up there for a second, David. I'm sorry. Can you just hit me with that question again? Yeah. So I had a question from somebody wanting to know when you're, when you're video, uh, doing your video with your iPhone, how do you, how do you get that to where you can edit? Because I know that How do I get to where I edit? Oh, I, yeah, I know, I know from, yeah, for myself, that's, I just simply. That's why I like the Apple ecosystem. Okay. So you're airdropping because you're going Apple to Apple. I'm creating the iCloud link and just sending an email to myself so I can download it into Premiere from there. But that would, that was the question. So you're, you aren't, you're, you're not editing your videos on your phone and then shipping them out. You're, you're going to do everything in Premiere and you're just using AirDrop to do it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I got the question now. And I, and I apologize guys. Um, the, when David talks that my internet connection is a little poor. So again, I'm at the Tropicana, which um, I apologize for, for like a million reasons. So um, yes. So what I'm doing is recording it on my iPhone and then airdropping it to my Mac. And then I use Premiere Pro to edit them. And, and that's going to be part of the templated thing. Um, and we'll talk about the reason I template every video is almost exactly the same. Again, if you go to the Rogue Risk YouTube channel, you'll see every video sounds and looks exactly the same, right? I am not trying to be Steven Spielberg. I'm trying to be a successful agency owner. So I don't need it to be super high def with drone shots and panning shots. All that shit does is distract people. No one gives up about your agency or what it looks like or what a drone looks like when it flies over it or no one cares. They don't care. They want, they want answers to their questions. That's what they want. It's that simple. You are, a, you are just a tool to them. They have a problem. How do I get workers compensation in Florida? And they want a solution. And if they have to watch panning drone shots and all this kind of crap and music, you know, they're, all they're going to do is go eh, back next video. That's all they're going to do. 
So why I do very simply is I use my phone, I airdrop it to my Mac and I use Premiere Pro to edit the videos in a template that I've used, you know, for almost every single video. Now I do not recommend Premiere Pro just so we're all on the same page. Premiere Pro is a heavy tool. It takes a lot of practice. I've been doing video for 10 years. That's why I use Premiere Pro just because it was the thing, there just wasn't that many options a decade ago. So I don't want you to go out and run out and get Premiere Pro. There will be a heavy learning curve. There are way easier tools. I don't know what they are <laughs> these days because I just haven't used them. I think like ScreenFlow, there's just lots of easy editing tools. If you yeah, there's one, your videos the way I'm about to describe. Yeah, there, there's one called Filmora and another one that I hear people using, I think is native to Apple Perfect. and that's GarageBand. You hear me? We lose you. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say, yeah, if that's the tool, that's the tool. I, I just, I haven't researched you know, kind of uh, beginner editing tools, I would go with a beginner editing tool. You don't need anything fancy, okay? So when I, when I do a video and I templateize it, the way I do it is very simple. Uh, and it's, it's actually um, a strategy and I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna forget the guy's name. StoryGrid. If you Google StoryGrid, uh, S-T-O-R-Y-G-R-I-D.com, StoryGrid, there's a very simple formula for telling a story. And I use that exact same formula. Beginning hook, middle build, ending payoff. Okay, that's the that's the formula for the video. Beginning hook. Today we're going to talk about. Let me start that again. Today we're going to answer the question: What is food truck insurance? Let's go. Boom. That's it. That's the beginning hook. Because someone who is wondering what is food truck insurance now knows that what I'm going to do is answer the question: What is food truck insurance? I do a very simple, less than seven second. Uh, logo bumper with free music that I that I created. I bought the the logo bumper just takes my logo and moves and I bought it for $7 on um, uh, what's that site Fiverr. So that logo bumper is just for a tiny bit of brand value. And then when we come back, it's hi, my name is Ryan Hanley, founder and president of Rogue Risk, where we do insurance differently, uh, specifically by giving you knowledge and information to make the right insurance decision. So Food truck insurance, blah, 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 blah. and I, I give them as quick as I can, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. The, the truth is, talk until you're done adding value. That's really the filter that I use, talk until you're done adding value. But you want it to be as crisp and clean and punchy as you can. I know some of you are going to want to write scripts, and I appreciate that you're insecure about your ability to talk about the product, but you're in professionals. Talk like a human about the product. That's what they want, right? It looks not awesome when people can tell that you're reading off a script. It just does. I can tell when you're reading off a script. You can tell when you're reading off a script. The people who are watching the video can tell you're reading off a script. And if you're going to be the gangster killing commercial producer who, who writes all the business and knows what you're talking about, but then you need a script, I don't understand why I would choose you. Because what you're saying is, I'm not confident enough in my own knowledge of the shit that I'm saying on this video that I got to put it in a script. No, and if you're saying, well, Ryan, I have funny jokes in there. You're not funny. You're an insurance agent. Get rid of it. Just talk about the coverage. If you have to stop for a second and collect your thoughts, that's fine. If you use Amara, that's fine. If you don't say exactly what you meant, as long as you're talking in high-level generalities, you're fine. There's no E&O concern. Stop scripting your videos. It is not authentic. It's not human. It sounds terrible. It looks terrible. And I just please don't. Now I say all that. And my good buddy, Gordon Coyle, who is one of the best at creating video to produce high, um, uh, like, like, um, high, high value accounts. 
Um, specifically, he goes after like DNO and cyber for, for large organizations. And he is one of the case studies for you can do this and bring in accounts that, 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 that make you 10, 20, $50,000 in revenue. Gordon's the best. I did a, I did a uh, podcast with him. So go back into my podcast history and listen to the one I did with Gordon, if you want to learn exactly how he does it. So he scripts his videos. I bust his chops about it all the time. I, it just, Gordon could create, and I say this to him, so I'm going to say it to you. He could have 50 to hundred more videos online. If he didn't have to script them. I personally think just talk. What is food drug insurance? You know, I'm just using this as an example. Just talk about it, right? And because you're a professional and you know this, and if the person was sitting across the table from you, you would be banging these answers out and absolutely crushing it, right? You decided to create a video on this topic. You must know about it. So stop scripting your videos because part of this is they want their question answered. Part of this, they want to trust that you're the solution provider. That is what video is about. What video is about at its core, the reason that that video works so well is that people get to build trust with you on their own time, right? So I, I go to work all day. Uh, you know, I'm doing my thing and my, I'm at my food truck and I'm, and I'm looking to buy my first, or I'm looking to hire my first employee. I'm not going to research that in the middle of freaking day. I'm using, I'm, I'm doing my food truck thing. I'm driving around and I'm making burgers or whatever the hell I'm doing. And what I do is I come home at 9 PM after a long day and I put the kids to bed and then I go, shit, I, I'm hiring Johnny over here. I think I need workers comp. And then I type how to get workers comp for food truck. And then video pops up and I just want an answer to it. And I want to believe that the person who is delivering that information in that video that I can trust them. And if they're talking like this because they're reading a script and they're trying to be funny, but they're not because they're insurance agents and they're talking for too long because they're insecure about their answer, then I'm not going to trust that person and I'm not going to pick them. And I'm going to go to Ryan's video where I talk this fast because this is the way I talk and I, and I'm, and they're punchy and they're quick. And I answer the question as, as simply and concisely as I possibly can. And because I'm being me, maybe there's some ums and ahs. There's been thunder and lightning in the background of my videos. There's been kids stomping on the floor in my videos. I've had a kid come in my, my, my basement while I was doing a video and I left it. And in the video, if you can find it, I'm not going to tell you which one uh, in the video, I just go, Hey, this is what happens when you uh, run an insurance agency work from home. Boom. I kept going with my answer. Right. So that's real life. And, and, and maybe you're, you're um, you know, you might not be comfortable with being quite so authentic. I get that. Maybe you don't want your kid coming in the room, but the idea here is guys, what, what people are doing when they watch their videos is they're, they're building trust with you on their own time. So if you aren't you, then you're not building trust because we as humans have, have like authenticity, like filters. We can tell when someone isn't being them or someone's being too pro or someone's being too, you know, kind of buttoned up. So, you know, if you're, if you're going for, you know, if you're going for wall street stockbrokers or something, maybe you do need to use a, wear a jacket and be super stuffy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know any wall street stockbrokers. But I can't imagine too many industries today in 2022 where the work from home environment and all the crazy stuff that goes on in the workplace now and how casual everything is that um, being super buttoned up, talking like a robot because you're reading a script in a very kind of like non-you way is going to be the, the best way to attract people. So that's my personal opinion on that. All right. So, um, so I finish every video. So I've started with my hook. Hey, 
Today, we're gonna to answer the question, what is food drug insurance? Simple bumper, I introduce myself very briefly, exactly the same way every time. And then I get to the crux, to the meat and potatoes, to the, to the middle build. <clears throat> now we get to the ending payoff, okay? The ending payoff <clears throat> in the story grid is supposed to be for the person watching the video. For me, for the, the ending payoff for us is where is our call to action. So the ending payoff at the end of every single video, again, you can watch them. Um, I'm talking here, I've, I've delivered all my value. And I say, if this is the type of relationship that you would like with your insurance professional, then we would love to do business with you. The best way to get a hold of us is to give us a call. 518-960, um, I almost gave you my cell phone number. 518-960-6600. Uh, you can text or call. We're in all 50 states. So wherever you are, we'll come to you. You can email us at go rogue. Uh, at roguerisk.com. You can visit us online at roguerisk.com, or I'm sure there's a link or a button somewhere around this video um, that'll let you contact us. Whichever way you choose, we look forward to doing business with you. Bam, ending payoff. Call to action. If you deliver value in your video and you don't tell them what to do, they're not going to call you. These people are dummies. We're all dummies on the internet. We need to be told exactly what to do. So at the end of every video, you can even move it up to the front of the video. You can put your phone number on the video and text if you want. I don't do that because it takes time. And I'm all about just banging videos out and get them out into the world. But to so the end of every single video, I give that same close because I want people to call me, right? So every video, every video is exactly the same. Beginning hook. Today, we're going to talk about what is food truck insurance. Middle build. I briefly introduce myself and answer the question. And then the ending payoff is I tell them what to do if they like me and they need this thing that I just talked about in the video. Every single video, exactly the same. It's how I'm able to bang out eight to 10 videos in a clip because I, they're all exactly the same. Then when I go to produce them using my editing software, I already have the, the, the logo bumper uh, set up. I, I put the same logo bumper that I do at the beginning at the end is just a, uh, uh, like a getaway screen. And, uh, and I have my beginning hook and I have my middle build and my ending payoff. And I just boop, pop one in, put the thing in, put the middle build in, put the back end, export the video. I don't even listen to the video. I literally just watch. I just literally just watch where I'm talking, like where the, where the um, like sound meter is. And I just clip, clip, put the, put the, put the logo bumper in there, clip the front, clip the back, put it in. I don't even watch the video. I don't even listen to the video. Honestly, I don't rewatch them. I just, I just look at where the, where the sound is because I know when I'm talking and I just clip them, export them, pop the next one in. Clip them, export them, pop the next one in. It's just a factory. Again, I'm not trying to be Steven Spielberg. I'm trying to get videos out the door. That's why we have 350 some odd videos on our YouTube channel is because we just bang them out. We're just manufacturing content so that that answers questions for the consumers that we want to work with. That's it. Do not overthink this. Do not try to be Spielberg or whoever your favorite director is. Just don't, don't overthink it. Just get it done. Okay. So that is my process in a nutshell. It's not sexy. It's, it's simple. It's straightforward. I don't think about it in a way where this is creative work. This is not my creative work, right? Podcasts. I do some, you know, I try to write when I can, not as much lately. Um, that's my creative expression. This is not creative expression. We are manufacturing content to get people to find us online and to do business with us. Okay. So before I get to how do we actually talk to these people when they call, which is the most important part of all this, I want to briefly explain where I put these videos and why I put them in the places that I do. 
because it's the last piece of the video strategy. So I start every video on YouTube. So every video goes on YouTube. Nice title, nice description. I put a link um, to our get a quote page, uh, quote.rogress.com in uh, the first four lines of the description box on YouTube. And the reason for that is um, that way they can see it when they're watching the video. If you go below that, then it gets pushed down and they have to hit read more before they can click the link. Okay. If that, if that doesn't make sense, um, I can go back to it uh, or, or just put it in the chat or whatever. I can, I can go back. But basically when you're writing the description, if you're not in the first uh, if you're not in the first four lines of writing the description, then the, the and you, if you put the link kind of below that, then they, they don't see it when they watch the video. They have to click the read more button, expand the description to see the link. I want the link right there. So if they're watching that video and they're like, oh my God, this guy is brilliant. I can't wait to buy insurance from him. I want to make it easy for them to click that link and come over and get into their get a quote page. Um, but just simple description. Use, I use a tool called VidIQ. It's like 20 bucks a month or whatever. And it helps me with um, the keywords because uh, the keywords in YouTube still matter. Really, they matter, from a, they matter from a search perspective, but they also matter from how, from a related video standpoint. Um, we could get deeper into that. I don't want to today. Um, we could do a whole thing on YouTube STO, but I use a tool called VidIQ to get my keywords. I put um, end, end screen on it and I, and I put uh, other related videos that kind of pop up if you watch a YouTube video, they kind of pop up up here. People can click on those and go. And when you have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours watched, which takes a lot of work, um, you can then put a link in. So I can now put a link in that little gray bar that comes out. I can put a link in there to get a quote, which people are using too. So that's kind of up our quote mount, but that's all tactical shit. I start on YouTube. Then I use Vidyard to host our videos. For a long time, I did not. It is not a requirement. Please, it's an expensive tool. I sold my business. I got a little more cash in the business. I'm not, I'm not saying use Vidyard. It's an awesome tool if you have the money and are trying to go really gangster, but wait on that until you get 50, 75 videos. You're committed to a video strategy. If you're not committed to a video strategy yet, do not pay for that tool. Okay. We're obviously committed to a video strategy. So what I would recommend is then take that YouTube video and embed it in a blog post and go to, we use rev.com. So I get the video transcribed. I put, I embed the video on our website. I take the transcription. I copy and paste it into the blog post. I kind of make it look nicer. Now I have a video and I have a blog post. Next thing I do, so, so basically video goes out, share the video. The next thing I do is I create the blog post about a week later, blog post then gets shared. And then a week or two after that, I natively upload the video. So meaning I upload the video to say LinkedIn or whatever. Hopefully at this point, you'll understand what native upload means. Um, and then I share that that um, I share that video natively in social media. So I basically got three weeks of shared content over one video. There's all there's other kinds of like chop and share strategies that uh, I know David uses. He does a whole bunch of, he does a really good job with it with the killing commercial stuff. Um, I'm not gonna get too deep into that, but that's our basic strategy. One video, three shares out into the world, once on YouTube, once on our website, once natively in social media. And that's how we get the content out there. So that's that, okay. So let's say you're doing all that and you're absolutely crushing it, right? You're just dominating, you're awesome, dynamic, and people start, what's gonna happen is, surprisingly, people are gonna start contacting you. And here's how you're gonna it up, is you're gonna treat them like referrals. Um, guys, I don't know how to describe this to you. The people who contact you randomly or organically online are not referrals. 
I know we all love referrals. I know we're all awesome at referrals. I get it. Uh, everybody loves referrals and we love referrals because we're all super lazy. We're all super lazy, right? Referrals are easy. We get referred to somebody. They already like us. They already trust us. <clears throat> Our golfing buddy told their best friend they need to do business with us. Referrals are awesome. When people call you organically online, they're not referrals. They don't know you. They don't like you. They, they may have a small modicum of trust because they watched a video of you. They certainly are hoping you have the answer to whatever question they have, but they're not a referral. So what I mean by that is we cannot treat them the same way that we treat referrals when they call us, right? What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to immediately jump into info gathering. You're going to immediately want to jump into sell mode. That, that it can't work that way. These people don't trust you enough for you to jump immediately into sales mode. You can't, you can't just start going, I, you know, like with a referral, you guys are all assuming that they're just going to do business with you. And I know you're all going, no, that's not what we do, Ryan. We do it differently. We're amazing. Our process is different. No, you all just assume the person's going to do business with you. You jump into info gathering mode and then you go right into insurance person. Can't do that with an inbound organic uh, uh, opportunity because that person doesn't trust you yet. They trust you enough to contact you. That's step one. They do not trust you yet. So when, uh, when I was at trustedchoice.com, um, we started doing, we did a thing um, before I left where we started recording all the phone calls that come in that like when we referred somebody in, we would record that phone call and I get to listen <clears throat> to insurance agents around the country, answer the phone to inbound organic leads. And uh, as an industry, we're terrible. We're just awful at it because we immediately go into filtering them down to, are they this perfect account? None of them are going to be perfect. If you take on this strategy and you go video, most of them are not going to be perfect. They're going to have problems. So what I mean by that is people who um, are having an awesome time with their insurance and their insurance agent don't go onto YouTube and search for how to solve the problem that I have with my insurance. They don't do that. They just call their insurance agent, which is probably you guys, since you're all here and most likely awesome at this. So here's the deal. You need to, you need to treat them like what they are. They have a problem. They have a problem. Their problem is I just hired my first, I just hired my first employee. Their problem is um, I just bought my first commercial vehicle. I'm starting a new business. My agent won't get back to me. The number of people who contact us because independent insurance agents are terrible at responding quickly to COI requests is would blow your mind. It's just amazing. I did a whole series of videos on, on fast COI delivery because it's such an, it's such a huge reason why people reach out to us. Uh, people reach out to us because they've had a really terrible experience with direct writers like next <clears throat> next is one of our biggest referral sources. I actually love next because if it wasn't for next, we wouldn't do as much business as we do. So basically people go to next, have a terrible experience and then come to us. Um, let's see, why else do they call us? Um, they had a really bad claim. Um, their premiums went up. Um, a big one is I can't get a hold of my agent. We get a lot of, I can't get a hold of my agent. So they're coming to you with a problem, right? They're always coming to you with a problem. They didn't go to YouTube because everything was awesome. And this is my point. When you get a referral, most likely everything is awesome. And just someone is coming to you because like, you're a better option or you're part of the country club or whatever, right? You go line dancing with them on Tuesday nights. Um, it's easy. It, there's not a problem. And it, 
if you're going to take on a video strategy, people with problems are going to call you. So got to, got to change our mindset. So basically when someone calls me, <clears throat> here's how I answer the phone. Hey, this is Ryan from Rogue Risk. This is, uh, you know, this is David from, you know, wherever. Hey, Dave, what's going on? And then I just let him talk. Or how can I help? What's happening? Just a simple, casual, open-ended question. And then I just let them talk. And here's and what they'll do. With, Explain and with friendly inflection in your voice when you do it, right? Like my standard is, Believe yeah, it or I not, just, I, I actually answer the phone every now and again by accident. And my, my standard is, hey, good to hear from you. What's going on in your world? That's it. Now they're going to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. And you're lighthearted. You're friendly. You're immediately building trust. Yeah. You're not robotic at all. Yeah, that, that David, I love that. I, I actually love that. Um, I'll tell you the one I use the most is how can I help? Hey, this is Ryan from Rogue Risk. How can I help? That's it. And they will literally tell you everything. Now, granted, sometimes the shit to tell you, you're like, I don't really want to deal with this person. And that's perfectly fine. And, but most of the time it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very specific problem. Hey, Ryan, I just hired my first employee. I'm a landscaper. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I need workers comp. That, that's a, that's a really common one. Pretty sure we need workers comp. And I'll be like, okay, well, Hey, what state are you in? And tell me, you know what, man, you do need workers comp. Here's the good news. We're going to get you squared. That is my killer line. We're going to get you squared. That's what I say to them. As soon after they've talked and, and I've decided mentally, this is a problem we can actually solve, right? I don't want to chase rabbits, but if this is a problem I can actually solve, I just say to them, hey, Dave, I can get you squared. Don't worry. We got you. Whether it's me or one of my team members, we got you. Don't worry about it. We got you. Okay, cool. I have just, that person now goes, they take, I, I've heard them take these big, like any of you do hot yoga, you do like that um, cleansing exhale. The, uh, like I've heard them like cleansing exhale on the phone because they went to YouTube because they were scared and frustrated. They, they had a problem. And, and some random guy in upstate New York just said, I got you. You're good. Don't worry. Whatever you were worried about, you don't have to worry about it anymore. I got you. That's it. I listened to them. And then I told them that they were good and they're, and they're, they're fine. So now they're not going to call anybody else. They're good. Nobody wants to shop insurance, guys. Nobody, have, like, if you're looking for an accountant, you don't call seven accountants. You just want to call one accountant and have that be the one. So it's the same thing with us. Once you tell them that you got them, they're yours. Now here's, you're not done yet though. Okay, you're not done. Now you need to properly set expectations for what's going to happen during the process because you are still a random voice on the phone. <clears throat> David, I got you squared. Okay, David, you don't have to worry about it, man. I got you squared. Cool. Okay. So here's what happens next. I got to get some info from you. All right. <clears throat> the info that I need is so that I can get you, I can go out to the market and shop your insurance with, with the carriers that I have. I have a good idea of the carriers that I'm going to use, but there's some things that I need. And if I don't have it, I can't get you pricing. Okay. When are you looking to get this insurance? If you don't ask this question, you will hate inbound marketing. You have to ask, when do I need this insurance? Because if they say, well, I'm thinking about hiring them like in April, I'm going to say, hey, David, thanks for the call, bud. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a little note in my system and I'm going to call you like in March. Because right now, 
I can't, nothing I tell you means anything because April is a long time from now. So I appreciate the call. We absolutely have you squared. I'm going to reach out in March. And if you're still hiring Johnny, we're good. Okay. The reason for that is when, uh, when you use video, a lot of times you're getting top of funnel shoppers. Top of funnel shoppers means they're just kind of figuring things out. Okay. So you can't, doesn't mean they're bad leads. A lot of people will toss these on the ground and say, ah, oh, that's a bad lead. The internet's the worst. <clears throat> no, they're at the beginning of their journey. These are legitimate people, legitimate business people who have a problem. The problem is, the problem for you is that person is not ready today. So just say, hey, and this is why having a drip campaign or an agency Zoom or a better agency or whatever the freak you use is so important, a reminder tool, because then you just go, boop, hey, you're good, man. We'll, I'll, we'll talk in March. Okay, awesome. If they say, hey, uh, uh, you know what, Brian, I, I really want to get them hired by October. Uh, we're recording this in September. Um, okay, great. No problem. We can get that done. Okay. And then I say to them, uh, so I've gathered the information. I'm kind of skipping some. So key is let them talk, tell them you got them, ask them when they need the business. And then, um, the, the last piece is, is kind of finishing the expectations. So what I'll say to them is, <clears throat> okay, David, I've got, I've got everything I need here. here here's the deal, man. Um, I'm going to go out and shop this to my carriers. If I come back with a reasonable time, you know, I'll, I'll, when, when do you need this by, right? Oh, I need it tomorrow. Okay, great. If I come back with um, rates and everything in, in, a, in a proposal um, by tomorrow, when you said you needed it, are we good to do business? Like, are we going to do business together? This is, don't take this verbatim, but this is basically the concept. You know, are we, are we good? Yeah, Ryan. Hey man, I just want to get this done. Awesome. Awesome. Here's what happens next. I'm going to go out and do my thing. I'm going to come up with my best recommendation for what I think your workers comp should be. You're then going to receive an email from me. <clears throat> that email is going to have three parts. It's going to have a basic intro. I'm just going to tell you what's happening. It's going to have a video in it where I break down exactly why I chose the company that I chose and the rates and, and everything. And then I'm going to have the carrier proposal. What I actually get from the carrier is going to be attached to the email. I'm going to send that over to you. <clears throat> I'm going to be able to see when you watch that video. Um, and the reason for that is I want you to have all the info I have, David, I hate, I hate when people just drop shit on me, like a, like a used car salesman, I'm just going to send you everything I have. So you, so when we get back on the phone, you know, everything I know, we can have a productive conversation. How's that sound? That sounds amazing. All right, dude, have a great day. Peace. Now I, now I go do my thing. I put my video proposal together. I send out my email. Guess what they don't want. They don't want a phone call. They don't want a phone call. I just gave them everything I had. I've just been completely transparent. I just hit on the expectations that I sent and I did it exactly the way that I said I was going to do it. You know what we get 89% of the time? A closed sale with no follow-up phone call. It's the no follow-up phone call is 80% of the time, but 89% of the time when you use a video proposal on an inbound lead, it's, it closes. 89% of the time. That's exactly how we do it. That is our process to a T. Um, and... They just respond, hey, this looks great, man. Let's do it. Okay. Let me send them the doggy sign and got a new customer. Last, last topic on this, or last concept on this particular topic. Do not try to round out the whole account. Do not try to round out the whole account. That is going to blow your friggin' mind. Some of you, like, there's your, your, you got the, remember that? What was that? Jet.com, like blue smoke is coming out of your head. Do not try to round out the whole account. They didn't call you to round out the whole account. They called you because they have a problem. 
problems, workers' comp, commercial auto. <clears throat> Sorry, my allergies are starting to kill me after an hour of talking. Um, they call they called you because they needed comp, they needed fast certificates, whatever their problem is, solve the problem. Solve the problem. Once they're your client, go back in and round out the account. Get, you know, if it's comp, get the bop, get the auto, you know, upsell, cross sell, you know, do your insurance agent thing. But in the moment, in this transaction, solve the problem. If you start trying to round out accounts, it's going to take too long. They're going to start to think, ah, I called this guy for comp and he's freaking trying to sell me all this stuff. Oh, I'm just going someplace else. That's what they're going to do. Because if you've ever called somebody when you had a problem and all of a sudden they try to sell you a whole bunch of other stuff, it feels kind of weird and smarmy. And no one wants to do business with someone who's smarmy, right? I get it. You only do full package accounts because you're a professional agency and you've been around for a hundred years. I'm just telling you inbound, it won't work. If you do that with inbound, it won't work. It doesn't matter how big the account is, solve the problem, go back and round out the account. That's it. That's the deal. Man, I timed that water break perfectly. All right, everybody. Hanley is wrapped up. I've been answering questions in the Q&A. As we have been going, just want to make sure nobody has any questions. The one thing I want to go back and talk about really quick, only because I know there are people on here who probably don't know what the native player is in the social platforms. It's literally when you upload your video directly to LinkedIn or directly to Facebook, as opposed to uploading it to YouTube or Vimeo and sharing the link. There are all kinds of schools of thought on this process. I just watched Michael Jans put some long form piece of content out in the last couple of weeks that says all of the rubbish that you hear people talking about for reach on LinkedIn is exactly that. None of it matters. If you write the right content, it's going to get to people. I'm going to push back and say that's 100% not true. I can tell you because I have tested this stuff, whether it be text only posts, posts with an image, post with a video using auto schedulers, sharing links, all of that. And I can tell you, if you want your stuff to have the most reach possible for the video portion, you got to get it in the native player. The way I do it is I will upload it initially to the native player. And then for the two weeks in the trail, we will share it with a brief snippet of the video and a link back to the full video on the YouTube channel, but you got to get it in the native player. And that's what the native player is. So Ryan, I know you're on the road, man. I know you're out at ITC. You're getting ready to shake hands, kiss babies and run that thing. I appreciate you taking an hour out of your time to come join us today. And actually this was like the perfect segue hey. into Mr. Langill. So. <laughs> uh, hey, pleasure, man, for you always, for the Killing Commercial community, whatever you guys need. Love you guys. Be good. All right, brother. Take care, man. Thanks.